You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio. And I, we missed two episodes Thursday and Friday. Um, I think you'll understand maybe why I missed them. There was just so much tennis action actually happening that day, and to kind of do a live podcast on the same day and take it all in was just wasn't possible with a full work schedule and how long those matches went and it sort of brings me to my you know what today's podcast is going to be about which is um, you know tradition versus innovation I'm sure you've seen or heard the debate already about shortening matches and um, I think this week uh at Wimbledon, specifically the Kevin Anderson versus John Isner match, which went six hours, 37 minutes, um, 26-24 in the fifth in the semifinals, which caused Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic to have to delay part of their match until Saturday. Um, I think it's going to be the trigger for other majors to adopt new rules um, and get the sport probably where it needs to be. But first... You know, I think I did a podcast maybe the first week of this show, maybe the second week. You know, go back January, early January, or our Australian Open. Um, I think you'll see I did a podcast called Why Tennis Players Are the Fittest Athletes on Earth. And, you know, I, I can only believe that even more after what we saw, you know, from Wimbledon this year. Not only Isner Anderson, but Djokovic Nadal, incredible five-setter that also went over five hours. And you watch these players and how they're moving and how they're competing under the most, me- most you know, extreme mental pressure, um, it only confirms to me, you know, it's only stronger in my head. And I, you know, I think a lot of tennis players were weighing in that they seem thought that you know, there's no other sport that requires this type of fitness level because to, you know, to sprint and to react, um, to, to have unpredictable movement under the most extreme mental pressure is probably to me the most challenging you know the most challenging situation for the body and then when you throw that into a best of five match that doesn't end at six all in the fifth you get just outrageous physical battles even on the grass right even on what's supposedly um the fastest surface the surface that should take the least take the matches should take the longest you know you saw just some absolutely long physical matches guys getting worn down and you know for so first we have to say that and I thought all four of those competitors Anderson, Isner, Nadal, Djokovic they all did an incredible job of fighting um, of being a great sport you know Kevin Anderson wins that incredible match and then his first reaction afterwards is to say that he knows how tough that is for John and to understand how the competitor how tough it would be for the competitor you know it's just a great sign that you know how 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 class act tennis players really are and then you know on the Djokovic to Dahl the quality was just outrageous and they've had many of those matches before but never on grass and I thought it was really interesting to watch the strategies and watch Djokovic you know you weren't sure you knew if he won that match he was going to be all the way back um, and he had a lot of opportunities and he finally got one and he finally took one you know he you kept wondering, like, oh, is, is this mental hurdle going to be too much? Is he not going to be able to get back? And he, and he did. Um, and I thought Nadal did nothing wrong, right? I thought Nadal played probably his best grass court match I've seen him in 10 years. So um, it's been 
you know, it was a really interesting time. That being said, um, you know, these performances are epic and they're, they're incredible, but they're not sustainable. And I, I, I would be, you know, the first to, to back that up. Um, I am in favor of the best of five format in only in majors, but you know we need to have a tiebreak in place at six all or nine all um, in the fifth because it's not only bad for the players because okay you get one epic match but the player is a supreme disadvantage in the next match um, because it's impossible to recover from you know imagine playing any sport for five hours very 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 rarely in a year will any other athlete. Um, play a sport for five hours you know, outside of like cycling or a marathon but again those are singular events um, tennis you have to do that over a two week span and then travel somewhere else and do it again um, and so you know it's not sustainable and if we want to teach players to play the right way to um, learn the right methods of play to make our sport more accessible to to viewers to understand, you know, more understandable, um, and then also just simply easier to schedule and have people watch the right time. You know, I think it's time to implement that tiebreak for the quality of play um, in the next match, and then also just for, you know, for the for the style of play. Because um, I just think it's it's just too crucial. It's too too brutal for the players that have to play that long and come back the next, you know, even two days later. Um, and this year, obviously, what happened was the Djokovic and Dahl match. They had to play the last two sets on the same day as the women's final. And the women's final wasn't great. Obviously, Kerber kind of crushed Serena, which was a, a huge surprise to me. Um, but so, you know, this men's semifinal almost didn't overshadow, I wouldn't say, because a final is still a huge, a huge deal. And, you know, Serena is involved. But it's certainly, you know, what would normally be the women's final day, there was a men's semifinal that was a great match. And, um, I know some people were upset about that, but um, you know, first I would say that player, the players themselves, I think Serena handled that really well. She said, "No, didn't affect me at all. Not knowing the start time, you know, this if you know we've played thousands of tennis tournaments in our life, and we have we have always known that it's you know schedules can change. So I I've, I really like that she said that, and I think all the players know that. You know, if you've played a junior tournament, <laughs> you know these guys have played so many tournaments, and they know that even if your start time is 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. or 3 p.m. Um, it's subject to what, however long the match before you go. So these guys are very good at that. Um, but just from a, an accessibility and a viewership and a marketing standpoint, you know, we do need to have better regulations on, not, not regulations, just better, you know, better organization and something to point at that's consistent over time. Um, because, you know, I, I promise you that sh just because the matches are shorter doesn't mean it's not as exciting. Um, I love a good epic match as well, and you're still going to get those with, you know, fifth sets. I think the U.S. Open um, has done a great job with that. You, know, you still see some incredible matches there. And there's nothing more exciting to me than a fifth set tiebreak, right? There's, that is the most exciting thing in a sport. You've, you've gotten so close so far, and it all comes down to that. Um, because pressure situations are what t the tennis scoring system is all about. And, you know, I won't get into no ad versus ad, but, you know, at least... Um, the more the more high pressure situations you get, that's that's just more entertaining for the fans, I believe. And um, you know, when you use an advantage win by two set, it can allow for some dips of play. It can allow for a game to go by quickly. Um, you know, it, when you let's say you're returning, you lose the first point, and you've already you're dead tired. You might you might like Gisner, you might kind of 
you might rest up and kind of let that game go, which at the end of the day isn't great for the fans. And so you, you need to make sure that everyone's fighting hard for every point and the scoring system needs to be reflected in a way that produces that. And I think the other slams, after, after this moment, I think they will make that decision. Now, Wimbledon is one of the slowest tournaments in the world to ever make a change. You know, so we need to understand that. But I think if they don't, then I just don't know what exactly they're thinking. Um, you know, the players are calling for it, the fans are calling for it, the media is calling for it. Um, and I would be surprised to not see that rule change. So just some thoughts on uh, a wild, wild Wimbledon. Novak Djokovic and Angelique Kerber take the titles. Thought the, the tradition versus um, innovation was really kind of the theme of the week. Yeah, obviously Wimbledon and it's just the, the most historic tournament of all time. And you had all of these stories that were about, you know, should we change the rules? Should we modernize? Should we really be wearing all white? Should we take middle Sunday off when the schedule isn't really there? Um, it was very interesting questions and things that, you know, I think tennis is starting to get. I think we're starting to get it more than we ever have. So hope you enjoyed uh, the tournament. But look, the tennis season never slows down. We're heading towards the U.S. hardcourt swing right away um, for both men and women. And I'm, it's my personally my favorite tennis time of the year, especially as an American. So many opportunities for us to watch live as well. And our, our American players always play well at home. So hope you enjoyed. Uh, have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow for another episode.